Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. Yes, you got it. I yes. got it. Yes. <laughs> I've been like over the last several that we've had. But dude, you are so bundled up right now. Well, like fucking, what's okay, It's fucking def- cold, dude. Like, easy I, California. Define yeah, cold. Like you're cold uh, and hot is anything w- outside was, of the 70s. Well, yeah, it's definitely the outside. Of that. Like I'd say, it's probably it's probably it's probably fifty two right now. But all we got right, a lot of rain, right, right. a lot of rain. You know, that's that. We're not used to that. So, mm-hmm. and I'm here all day long. I'm here from like nine. I coach the nine. Um, was doing some work during the middle of the day. Then I coach the twelve. Then we have this, and then I coach the five. And then I coach the six fifteen. So I'm I'm here. So I need to be prepared because then the daylight savings time pops in, fucks it oh, all. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Dang. So I'm trying. So I got that. I have some nice stew here that I'm eating for lunchtime while we're talking about all like the workouts. It. I like it. Hey, nice shirt, by the way, dude. Oh, this whole thing? Oh, this whole thing? Classic yeah. black and yeah. white OG. It's the best. I got a party hat on. I like your hoodie. Dude. How I, nice I, is I that? Just, I, got, I just got this yesterday. Check it. The hood is, the hood is so cool. Yes. He is so cool. And I got it on yesterday. I just was wearing it because it was cold last night here. And um, right away, like our people are like, hey, where'd you get that sweatshirt? Hey, that yeah. sweatshirt looks really cool. Hey, can we get our logo on that sweatshirt? Everybody was all fired up on the sweatshirt. And I mean, I'm like, hey, hey, Sherpa works. Hey. Hey, we need to talk. Can we make <laughs> a Inferno hoodie with the well, he, same thing? Yeah. yeah. Get a little OG on there. It's uh. I'll tell you what, first off, if you guys haven't been to the new website yet, it's badass. Let me just, let me just peruse it. for Yeah, you. here you go. You're welcome, by the way, before we even get there, but we have our own website now. Look hmm. at that. I'm just going to look at, the, oh, look at that. What Ken and Chad did and are doing. Way more than what I could do. Any, Yeah. <laughs> Way more. Glassman Chipper Book Club, Home Gym, join the newsletter, shop in the collection. Got all these things coming. The podcast is going to get put on there. But if you guys haven't shopped through this stuff, look at all this. There it is. I know. There she is. The one I can't wait to see is the, uh, like, that's sick. So sick. I love that. But I cannot wait. I got the, um, the crop top um, OG oh. sweatshirt for, for oh, Laura. Oh, yeah. Dude, I cannot wait to see that on. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Where's that? It's so good. You're joking, but we're. <laughs> uh, <it's... laughs> give us some time. Yeah, give us. Man. Let us get back in shape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let us get back in shape. But uh, yeah, that's all up. The hoodie is awesome. Like, it's, it's the softest thing I've ever seen or, or I've ever felt. Like it's so good, dude. I wore that around the Rogue Invitational, just like a, it was great. It was Clock so. Cutter. Great. Yes, it is. That is pukey in the O. That's, That's right. Because right. we bring it back. That's right. We bring it back. We brought it back. Let me see if I can click back over here, just so you can see that up. Oh yes. There it is. I don't know why I'm circling that as if it's. <laughs> like. <laughs> I meant to circle as if so you can uh-huh. see it. Now that I was like massaging uh-huh. the <laughs> massaging the O. But the, uh, the the one thing too is if you guys haven't checked out Sherpa Works at all, you need to go check them out because as Bill was saying, he's like, "Hey, can we can we print out merch for our gym?" And the answer is absolutely, and that's what Ken is there for with Sherpa Works. So if you guys haven't checked them out, hit them up on Instagram. I think it's just at SherpaWorks, S-H-E-R-P-A-W-E-R-K. But go check them out because they do everything. And here's the best part is that all you have to do is tell them what you want and they set up the store online for you. And then if you're an affiliate owner especially or like, hey, I want to make some joke shirts Say for, I don't know, someone's birthday weekend that someone in this chat may have done. Um, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, I can pull up a photo on. But all you have to do is set it up. And then, as an affiliate owner, 
You don't have to collect everyone's sizes. You don't have to charge everyone by yourself. You don't have to get it all together and make sure everybody does. And if someone's out of town just because they love your gear, you don't have to mail it to them because he does all of that for you. Damn impressive, yeah. For you. And then at the end of all of that, out of all the things that they do for you, the logo, any rendition you want, they just send you a check. <laughs> Which is cool. Thank you for your business. Yeah. Thank you for your business. So affiliate owners, friends, if you like, you know, if you've got a baseball team or a bowling look club or whatever you want, hit up Ken and Sherpa Works and they will do anything. I mean, not anything. Let me hold that back a little bit. You know, like, I'm sure they don't have any like customized gimp masks. They can do. They can do. Can do. Can do. <laughs> yes. Maybe not will do. <laughs> but they have, I mean, if they, if you, they eat. What is that uh, in like Meet the Fockers where he's like, uh, you can milk anything with nipples. He's like, I can print on I, whatever you want, I, really. <laughs> can you print on my face? Yeah. Why do you print on my face? So <laughs> if you guys hadn't hit him up, you know, Ken's been awesome. He did some really cool stuff uh, for my birthday party last week. Um, today's a fun day. I turned 40. Today, I know it's been feel like I've been turning forty for the last week and a half, but uh, today's the real day. <laughs> so weird, dude! Isn't that it's weird? So weird. It's just weird because I don't even. I feel like I, you're you the same age, age where you when, when we counting? met. Yeah. Did you just stop counting? Uh, yeah. Like I did that long time ago. Like I don't think. Like I think for I'm like, oh yeah, dang, I remember that. It was like, whoa, mm -hmm. that was a really long time ago. Yes. I try not to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I don't see us as 15 years different. Well, 13 years. No. No, not really. Not really. I mean, or either either I'm just a really goofy old guy or you're <laughs> a really goofy young guy who acts old. I, I don't know. Both? We meet in the middle somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Trip. Just a little weaving of the two. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. So it's been awesome. Turn 40 today. Super exciting. Ken made a, a lot of uh, shirts for our friends that we took a little trip to Scottsdale last week, and it was the best. Like, it was I'm the best. I'm sure you guys, best. I don't know how you guys got through all the games, honestly. I don't know how you did that, first of all. <laughs> but second of all, the fact that someone had the forthright thinking brain mm -hmm. to do the, hi, I'm Jay Singerman, this is my first drink. Oh, oh my last. <laughs> so you know who actually told me to do that was Tommy Marquez. Really? Yeah, he's like you know because I I've seen it's a, it's like a TikTok wedding video craze. Yeah. And he's like, please do that for your Olympics. That day. was great. I was like, oh my gosh, it's genius, and it was amazing. <laughs> Did you guys switch off who took the who took the video for the end or was that? No, I took them all. <laughs> Well, who did yours? Uh oh, well, I I, I don't know who did mine. I think Jules did mine. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you guys like, you know, handed off the camera or if it was a no. designated person to get, you know, everybody. No, in, I, uh, I tried to get everybody. I obviously the first round is a lot easier than the second round. I did lose one <laughs> guy. <laughs> so there was one participant that we got in the morning that we did not get in the afternoon for particular reasons that I was like, oh, they're gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is too bad because that video would have been awesome. But uh, yeah, that was super fun. And the house we went to, man, it was Candyland. Wow, Candyland. Yeah. And by Candyland, I mean Candyland for athletes, or or bar games, or lawn games, or whatever, like uh, tailgate games. It had. I wonder if I can pull this up. We'll see. But it was. It, well, it started off as a joke <laughs> because, you know, my, my wife obviously picked out and decided on everything, but we had, um, <laughs> we had Mayor and Jules are some of my closest friends for 10 plus years through CrossFit who, who know me all too well. And so they saw it online and it's this, it's this house that has every, like it has a basketball court, a pickleball court, a pool a hot tub, cornhole, ping pong, sand volleyball, outdoor bowling, outdoor shuffleboard, horseshoes, and a nine-hole putt-putt golf 
with a little driving net on the side for golf if you want to. Not, not like a screen, but just if you want to hit balls in the net. And then inside the house is like a sports bar that has six TVs in it with a f- shuffleboard table, a foosball table, a pool table, a air hockey table, and a poker table. All in this house. And if anybody knows me, this is like heaven. Because I am way too competitive, and I will make a game out of a bottle cap and a garbage disposal if I have to. Because I just want to be competitive. And so I think it was was Mara Jules that sent it to Ashley. Is like, hey, as a joke, this is the worst place we could send Chase because I'm I'm the annoyingly competitive. <laughs> and then like a week later, my wife goes, no, let's do that place. It's perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. It was great. That's awesome. I know. Yeah, it looked amazing. It looked amazing. So I got three years to get my shit together because that's when Ashley turns 40. Am I supposed to say that on? Yeah, whatever. It's happening. It's real. Yeah. three. I got three <laughs> years. I got three years to try to do something. For her, it's simple. It's like find a warm beach. And, and I like she's set. Style. Yeah, she's set. She's like set. Yeah. So it was uh, It was really cool. Uh, thank you guys for all the birthday wishes. It means a lot. It's, uh, it's too much. <laughs> huh. Too much. I, I try to, usually I try to get through the day unscathed as like, hey, it's your birthday. Especially like the gym. Uh, but the gym we're going to now uh, here in Dallas at Cross the Katy Trails, like they posted it on like their sugar wad and kept announcing it in the class. I'm like, guys. <laughs> I, I'm not a big, like, birthday guy, but 40, I'll take it while I got it. It's been great. It's yeah, been dude, great. you have to. This shit goes by fast. Yeah. it went, shit goes by fast. 30 to 40. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it went by fast. You think that, you have no idea. The next, the next 10, like, if you close your eyes for just, like, oh, let me just take a quick little nap. You'll wake up at 15. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's and, that fast. Yeah, and kids, too, just, like, are a time warp. Mm-hmm. Kids are a time warp. Being a business owner is a time warp. Just everything we do. just Everything I add to my life speeds it up. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So this uh, this morning, my uh, I went in my son's room to wake him up for school. We just kind of like laid there for five minutes, so I could just kind of slow down time for a second because you know he's four, my daughter's two, and I was like, I'm gonna miss these times, and it's gonna go fast because ten years went by really fast when I turned thirty. But uh, yeah, so hoping to slow it down a little bit. And uh, oh, one thing we have uh, Veterans Day is coming up on Friday. Yeah, uh, I see a lot of people out there doing Chad. Which is a thousand box step ups with uh, what forty and thirty pound weight vest? Yeah, um, you at, just do it with a, the bar at, at a twenty inch box. Oh, you do with a bar? Yeah. Ooh. Is we that, do. That sounds 20. worse. It sucks. It hurts your traps. Yeah. But we do that one, and I can't remember. If, I think we do. I want to say we do twenty four and twenty. Really? I think it's just yeah, twenty so. though. That's just what we do. I don't know yeah. why we, uh, mm. we always have to just be stupid like that. But yeah. our our we usually do that one on uh New Year's New Year's Eve. Okay. Yeah. Um partner of the show Bubs is they actually have a this is I mean, it does nothing for the show and it's everything for Bubs and which is what we want to do is because it's good people doing great things, is they have a huge site wide special going on through Veterans Day. I think I see that's twenty five percent off. Yeah, twenty five percent off everything that's a non subscription item, and you get free shipping of anything over seventy five. So if you guys want to bump up your discount a bit, you know ours is twenty percent if you use Get with twenty. But if you go there now, you're gonna get twenty five percent off, and that's their deal going into Veterans Day. And I think they always do something on Veterans Day where they just donate all proceeds for the day to the yeah, charities that they represent, year, which is yeah. a lot of their military cool. charities. So uh, hop on over there if you guys got some time um, just to, just to tech, check that out. So it's it's pretty sweet what they're always doing. As I said, good dudes doing great things. But uh, today we are here to talk about the Masters Fitness Collective, which went down, what, a week or two ago? Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I think it was the 21st, mm-hmm. 22nd? Yeah, and, there, and there's two... There's two major off-season competitions for Masters athletes, and it's the 
Masters Fitness Collective, which is one, and then it's a Legends Masters Championship, which is the other. The Legends will be coming up in, I want to say... December. First, second weekend in December. Yeah, in December. And that's actually going to be at CrossFit Mayhem. Yeah. This year in in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Really awesome. That's coming up. But uh, one of the things we want to do is we want to go through the program. We did the same thing at the games, and we really, really enjoyed the CrossFit Games programming because, you know, a lot of that is, for Masters, it's just classic, fun CrossFit, usually things that we would enjoy doing, not suffer (laughs) through doing. And once we go through the events is we also want to look at the, basically the evolution of the programming for Masters athletes going into the, the new season. And, you know, before we get into what the Masters Fitness Collective did is, is, uh, I think it's so hard to get this thing right just because of the different skill sets and different age brackets because it's always like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm 60 and you t- took bar muscle-ups out and, like, that's the one thing I kind of bank on to separate myself or I can overhead squat this weight and you're not making us, like, go below parallel or half, like, everyone else can't do it. So, like, what is that, what is that line you try to draw when it comes to these different divisions and the skill sets and strengths of individual athletes. Yeah, it's weird because <clears throat> I think the tendency is to pigeonhole uh, age groups based on, well, I don't think a whatever age can do X, Y, and Z things. And most, I mean, the vast majority of master's programmers out there are not master's mm-hmm. athletes. There are athletes that are, or even even good programmers, or maybe they're even older programmers. And I'm talking like in their 30s, maybe in their, maybe getting up to 40 or in their 40s. But do, I don't feel have a real strong grasp on what a competitive masters crossfitter looks like. And there is a there's a difference between 35 year olds, 45 year olds, 55 year olds, 65 year olds. Yes. But when you are talking like the game, and this is one of the things I think is really hard is the games should be different than the out of season competitions. Um, you know, just like with the rogue and Wadapalooza and Dubai, like those are not trying to find the fittest on the planet. Um, it should allow to show for some, you know, showcase some great competition, show what the athletes are able to do. But you're not trying, you shouldn't be trying to necessarily find the outer limits of what the, you know, the range of uh, their fitness levels are. But with that being the case, I still think that, like, we're getting a lot better as far as programming for all these events. But I still think there's a big hole. And 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 one of the things that I generally look at now, because I'm approaching the 55-year-old bracket. It's really hard to say that out loud. Um but that's where one of the big when do you turn 55 drops are huh it's like a cliff yeah and and i think that that's really hard to i think it needs to be addressed more and analyzed better by the people that are programming it they need to get people that are in that in those divisions that can do the certain things and be like hey this is what these people should be doing not just because I can do it or, or whoever, whoever's programming it, but like they should be able to look at like, again, if you're looking at the far end or the, the, the tip of the spear or, or the short end of the bell curve, it's not what can everybody do and have a race, but what can the top people do and have a race, um, at least at the games level. But, you know, these other ones, it, it's hard. And it's I, I think that we've evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a ways to go, but that's because there are 19 divisions, man. Like when you have that many different divisions, <laughs> right. of people that you're trying to organize for, you can't just say, take off 10 pounds at each thing. And then it's, and then it works. It doesn't, it doesn't always work out like that. So, um, these, these, these events have a, it's a large task. And anyone that thinks that a master's event is a watered down version or a, <laughs> Right. side show or a second or it's like haphazardly just go and do it put it together they're in it for a rude awakening because if you have all those divisions you have to think for each one of those divisions that's really tough so and it is and it's for all those reasons and the and the other one is that every year it shifts right yeah. it's shifting sand it's it's a, the foundation isn't the same so what we had here and especially what we had 10 years ago 
is not even the same competition as we have currently. Just with all the athletes aging up. I mean, the fact that you're going to move up into 55 plus is a joke. (laughs) It's a, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I've never, ever, ever raced with a dumbbell less than 50. (laughs) Right. Like I, I think I demonstrate the movements with a 50 pound dumbbell, let alone 35. It's going to be like Godzilla in Tokyo, just like smashing (laughs) buildings and stomping on cars. Like I I really don't understand how how we're going to get through that. But, um, you know, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, maybe these off season competitions as we're going to get into real quick is showcasing what these athletes are capable of or where the demographic in these age brackets are going into the game's season each and every year. So how do you appropriately look at that, and how do you program for the Open, the quarterfinals, and then semifinals going into the CrossFit Games? Because I think they do a great job at the CrossFit Games. And even some of the scales you said last year is it was really cool to see that. And you did that, right? You you called all that action, and you saw things like, okay, yeah, you're not going to climb the whole pegboard, but you're going to get two holes up and two holes down. Right. Things like that. Yeah. And that that was, I I think of, you know, we've... We've always oohed and odd at the general programming for the for the open division of the CrossFit Games, you know, and it's easy to say things we like, things we don't like, whatever. And, and generally speaking, we've held that up as like the holy grail of programming, you know, whether it was Dave doing it or even, you know, Adrian doing this last year. But I, I have to say that the last Masters Games run, mm-hmm. the way it was written. Yeah was one of the best programmed because it put everyone right to the limit to where they're supposed to be. You have the best athletes in those age divisions in the world Mm -hmm. and they need to be pushed. And there's only 10. What can everyone do? Yeah. But what can the best, the best, best, and how do you make them do it? And how do you showcase it? And and then how do you show the relevance between the 35 year olds and the 65 year olds? I thought that was awesome. How they put, how they strung that all together. That was, that was a great year. They that was one of the best program years I've ever seen. Uh, totally agree. And so as we turn our eyes towards the Man- Masters Fitness Collective, right, we had to, one, we had to do a little searching to find, <laughs> to find the events. But the other one that was interesting is that, you know, I'm, I'm technically, as Bill would describe it as actually becoming a Masters athlete. Yeah. As opposed to the 35 to 39, but here they actually have a 30 to 34 division. How do you yeah. feel about that? Uh, (laughs) loaded question i apologize loaded question um without trying to take any steam away from the guys that are there i mean you got elijah muhammad in there see danny petro in there see some of the other names there and stuff like that which is really cool um i i just i'm not a fan of that it's like okay when are they going to make the 20 to 24 year old masters division (laughs) and the you know, the way we're going, it's like the only open division is going to be 16 to 19. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? <laughs> well, uh, uh, if it's trending like it is on the female side, that is the open division. Because apparently if you're under 20, you're now like top 10 at the CrossFit Games going forward on right. the women's side. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through the leaderboard here because it has all the events in which we want. And we'll go event by event as they go through. And as we have set here is the first event is called Fast and Furious. And what it is is a 50-foot handstand walk, and it has, for certain divisions, a 25 unbroken section all the way up to 49, and then 5-foot unbroken sections for 50-plus. Into a 50 Frivo rope single crossovers. Okay, so you have a crossover, but not a double crossover, which I I would almost say is like... um, when, when you talk about masters athletes actually being better at bench press than open athletes, is that right. crossovers were, were not uncommon back in the day as far as totally. how to use a jump rope and into another 50-foot handstand walk. So a, a very fast, high-skill start to the weekend. I, I thought it was cool that they put crossovers in there just even though it was single-unders. They're, they're, da- they're, they're sprinkling that around. So we've seen it in the games. You know, and that was one of the big shocks that everyone was talking about. So the fact that they sprinkled it in there, I think, is cool. Um, the handstand walks, I man, I remember when uh, uh, when Tony Budding asked me if handstand push-ups should be in the Masters division because is that too much for Masters athletes? So I'm glad that we're way past that. Um, I love the fact that they had, you know, the 50-foot handstand walk. It is fast, and it definitely puts hmm. pressure on that. I like the fact that there are unbroken sections. 
I think that the 30 to uh, 44 having five foot increments, I think that's way too little. And then again, in two years, I'm going to be doing. Oh, no, no. It's only it's only 50 plus 50 plus 50. Yeah, five foot oh, control. Oh, sorry, I looked yeah, down yeah. the RX. My bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. Thank you. Well, even. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Um, you're right. You're right. And I, I like that setup. So as long as they have the 25 foot unbroken, I think that that's great. I think that's awesome. Mm. That that I I mean, super fast. Super well, fast. and if you think too is like okay, a skill set for math masters athletes, and it has here 60 plus, is when the hundred foot bear crawl comes, or, right. and it says or which is what we, we saw last year a little bit at the Legends Championship, is that instead right. of saying you can only do, is that they're giving scales, or not even scales, alternatives, I guess we could say. Yeah. So if you have the skill set, which is kind of what we let off earlier, you're not going to get penalized by not being able to use that to your advantage because your 25-foot handstand walk, if you're really good at it, is going to take way less time than a 100-foot bear crawl. So I like the or option, deliberate or, not the uh, quarterfinals or. <laughs> totally. But uh, I, I think it's cool. It's it's uh, it's make, making them work, do a lot of high skill with uh, a little bit of jump rope and a little bit of handstand walk. Yeah, I just think it, I like how it, I mean it's fast and that's great. But I think what's cooler about this is it really does test. Uh, your your accuracy and your skill at high speed because mm. you can't oh, not go yeah. fast on these. Right, you can't like every everyone's gonna rush the handstand walk and they're gonna be falling all over themselves if they if they don't know where to put that pedal. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's really cool. And it, right out of the gate, test that skill. I mean, as event number one, I think that's awesome. And you know, high execution that comes with that, and which is yeah. again, it's really cool. All right, event two, Atlas, one mile run. One mile run with a sandbag, followed by another one mile run. And we talked about this at the Rogue Invitational, is having a longer, I mean, we just did a very fast gymnastics skills event, sub 90 seconds for your top 10 athletes, into a aerobic endurance test with that little wrinkle in the middle with the sandbag. Yeah, which would be, I, I mean, I, I, I'm I looking at these how I would feel. Okay, one one thing, it's like, okay, three-mile run, okay, whatever, fine. I, I'm not the biggest fan of just a straight run like that, but when you add the weight to it, that is a game changer, especially in the middle, because then you have to come off of that. So you, you can't not go fast into the sandbag. You have to have enough gas to really put the pedal down after the sandbag, and you got to be able to run decent enough to kind of sustain everything through the sandbag while you're while you're doing that extra work. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, I mean, you know, we've all done Murph, we've all done it with twenty pounds and fourteen pounds, but a a seventy or a fifty um, or even a thirty pound sandbag, if you get up into the you know fifty five to fifty nine, like that that gets heavy. Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, very. So, heavy. Um, I dig it. That's it, a great event. It's a great event. Especially coming, like you said, right after that mega sprint. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Uh, Mark has this question. Mark, the only way I could describe this as it wasn't a mile. <laughs> 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 like, game, and here's what we say this about the CrossFit Games. Take all distances, whether it's on land or on water, with a grain of salt. Right. It Work, could be one lap. Yeah. And then another lap with a sandbag and then another lap. Yeah. <laughs> Mile-ish. Mile-ish is what we're going to call it. Yes, if anyone rolls out with an 18-minute, basically 5K, and one-third of it is running with a sandbag, then I'm like, okay, you guys are a bunch of freaks as, yeah. it, as it comes to this. But as far as you look at uh, the back-to-back, -back, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, they're doing 18 minutes when it comes to this? But uh, for, for these back-to-back -back events, I, I like it so far as we build – through the rest of the weekend. And as we look at the next event, which is we have an A and B. I guess I need to back out a little bit. There we go. Beat the clock. Beat the clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is is this the swim one? Yeah. Oh, they had another swim one, which is awesome. Yeah. All right. Now, 
This is an elimination style event with 50 yard swims, which is kind of what we wished we saw or, or wanted to see at the CrossFit Games, right. which is funny. And at three, two, one, go, you have a minute and 15 seconds to do a 50 yard swim. Cut to 16. At the next, basically 230 to 345 mark, cut to 12, next one round, cut to eight, round four, cut to four, round five, rank and order of finish. So you basically have five, one, two, three, four, five, 50-yard sprints in a pool where they just whittled it down from 16, 12, 8, 4, and then finish your order one through four. And I like that. Having to do the 50s on a minute 15. Mm-hmm. For cross for crossfitters like that's that's towards the end where it really counts where your uh what your sprint looks like that's mm. gonna be that's gonna be a big deal and you did I mean like you saw um, I saw on their Instagram they were showing that the the people that did well were the swimmers right I mean, like it, it, it's a muscle memory set up you know yeah. event for sure um, but it's I love seeing it like that I love seeing those out there mm-hmm. that's the way it should be it doesn't need to be some I, uh, I mean, I, it was fun when we were doing the long distance swims, but like, these are just way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're more meaningful. You know, that you see it, you see, you think you see things happening. Most of the time when people get in the water and for a, a long distance, like kind of once you're in, you beat through the mass start and then you basically for the most part have your spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, that's true. And you know, the difference really here time. is that, you know, obviously we have to see how these events add up onto each other. But as far as yeah. we're looking at one, two, three is you got a sprint style start with handstand walks in a, you know, a higher skill rope movement if you've never done it before. Then the aerobic test, longer distance, mile run, sandbag run, mile run. And then here a sprint style in the pool. Now it's, you know, we got a lot of fast stuff going on so far, yeah. two of the three, yet we still have, you know, what, six events to go. But as far as an enjoyable test and what this is, I'm uh, I'm liking what it's so far. So we move from Fast and Furious event three to Atlas. Nope, I'm sorry. We already did uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, now we get to speed kills. A. A. As I back up. Beat the clock. Speed kills A. And so these A and B is how they're going to work together. And you let me know if I'm saying this wrong. You have five rounds. It's a two-minute clock with a one-minute rest. The beginning of each round is going to be a Cal Echo bike. We'll just say 12 and 9 for the elite men and women. Yeah. Followed by five and three, well, six bar muscle-ups. Oh, they kept right. the they kept the number for the women. Yeah. Oh, okay. So twelve and nine on the bike, six bar six. muscle ups, and then three snatches. Now so is that, that I think that's, that's how they do the B if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So right. you have your And it's the weight. Right. And I think it's the total weight lifted as your combined mm-hmm. score. So if you look at the scores here is, as I kind of keep backing out so people can read this damn thing. <laughs> well, it, it's like on the competition corner, speed kill A is on one page. and it's speed Yeah, kill so speed B kill A, you've got three minutes, 310, right? These are your times. I think this oh, is yeah. the total time it took you to finish the bike and the bar muscle-ups added up for your rounds. Right. And, and then on total weight. Yeah, and then on B... It's your total weight lifted for the five rounds because you have, you know, 1,185 pounds. So I, I'm assuming that is your your snatch weight that you chose, albeit it's got to have been like three in a row with no missing to yeah. count because it says four attempts here. Right. And then they total that weight for five rounds. So you can add weight each round, which is a really interesting way to test strength because you're forcing them to take the first part seriously with the bike and the bar muscle up. So you have an echo bike, you have bar muscle up. So you've got some power output. You got some high skill gymnastics with the bar muscle ups. And then you're making them snatch, which, you know, if you're doing a master's competition, they've got to be snatching and overhead squatting in some capacity. 
It's just a must, or else we're just going to cancel this entire competition. (laughs) And how they're separating the two scores, even though they're tied to each other, I think is also very interesting. Uh, I like that, and if I'm reading these, these weights correctly, so you have four attempts, meaning each of those four lists that you pull you add those four weights together that that gets your total. So if you if you go to snatch and you go too heavy and you miss, mm-hmm. that's a very expensive miss. Yeah, max you four just, attempts. Right. So I mean, you look at I mean, we already know how strong, you know, Elijah Muhammad is and right. he was 12th. So he had to have a miss. He had to have had a miss. He had 900 pounds. If you look who was first, uh Cam Ryan in the 30 30 to 34, 1185. That's all. That's what is that? Two nine two eighty five for four ish. Some right, right around there. So instead of going big, mm. he went for the upper echelon that he knew he could hit, mm-hmm. and that secured that spot. Right. So say which is I love I love the pressure on that. That that's I like what that does because it is strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have consistency with the strength too. Yeah. You know, and you with that swing, you can't swing for the fence because if you do that, it's going to be an expensive miss. You know, yeah, and the, and the buy-in is pretty potent too because that time it takes you to get through it counts as the other score. Yeah, which is odd because we kind of we enjoy this part, but there's something coming down the line where we do not, and we made that clear <laughs> during a qualifier <laughs> that we did enough speaking on. But it it's multiple rounds as opposed to just one. Right. And so, yeah, your strength and weaknesses can be leveraged in this on both Part A and Part B. All right. Uh, moving to Jack Catch. So here we have is we have a basically legless rope climb thruster event four and three legless rope climbs into 12 thrusters at 175 and 115, three and two, nine thrusters, two and one, six thrusters. We saw something similar to this. Yeah, right? We saw something similar to this in the regional finale, which was three, two, one, and 21, 15, nine, but it was 95 and 65. Yeah. We've also seen something like Tommy V, which is more rope climbs, but the weight for the men was 115. This is a heavy weight. Yeah. For this amount of reps coupled with a legless rope climb. I mean, 4-3-2, you're looking at 9-3-2-1. You're looking at 6 for the elite uh, younger individuals. Like, this is a tough, just little friend-like couplet. I I love the setup of what it does, though, because it starts to blur the line between your, uh, with Masters 10, ten the tendencies for masters is they usually are kind of because of the sports that they did when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, they're almost directed to a certain, like they're an endurance athlete. They're a right. football player. Right. They're a wrestler. They're a, a, a lifter. And so you get the big, strong lifter and then they have to try to work on the gymnastic or you have the lighter athlete um, that needs to kind of work up to enough strength. I like the, where they put the weights and the number of legless rope climbs because it allows the strong guys will get through the thrusters. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to work on the, on the Legos rope climbs. The light guys will fly on the rope climb <laughs> yeah. and they're going to have to work on the thrusters. So I like, I like that balance. I like how it balances that between the two. And um, if you look at the other divisions too, is that all the way up through 54, the legless rope climb numbers are the same. Yeah. The only thing that they did was lower the weight to 155 and 105. And if you look at 55 plus, Okay, they made it regular rope climbs in 115 and 85, which it's one of those things like, okay, we have to start looking at how that 55 plus demographic is maturing, which is kind of weird to say with master's athletes, but athletically maybe in the space, because that is, I mean, (laughs) that's just a cheat code for you. (laughs) I know. I know. So for me, if I'm looking at this, like I, I love the workout. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I love the way they did it, even for the first two divisions. Like I, I'll even take the 155, 105, on the 45 yeah. to, to 54. Like I, that's that, that's okay. I mean, I, that's fine. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. 
I think with on you know you get the fifty five to fifty nine, make it three two one legless. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, make I agree. These guys do regular. It's okay. Six. They can do legless. They did it in the quarterfinals, right? Or at least they had to. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Um, I think that the I think the thruster's a little uh, is a little light. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, that's just me. But I mean, if you were to, without changing anything other than um, the rope climb part, you could have gone three, two, one, which is what they did in like the the women's elite side mm-hmm. on the forty-five to fifty-four. Like I I I think a, a, an easy way is to almost default to the women's RX on the lower version yeah. rather than switching it all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would have been I think that would have been okay, but. I like that. Um, that's what I would have switched it on that. And then, I mean, here, okay, 60 plus. Okay. All right. If you want to go regular rope climbs, fine. Yeah. I, I like the number on that. I think, in fact, I think the 60 plus, the setup, the four and three rope climbs, regular mm-hmm. rope climbs, and the thruster at the weight that they have, honestly, I think that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I just think it's honestly now it's that 55 plus division that they're going to have some trouble hard... nailing yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trip. All right, as we move down the line, we went from Jack Ketch to Sisyphus. Yeah, I keep wanting to say syphilis, which I was like, damn, that's not a good. <laughs> I wanted to say that too. That's, that's not. That's not good. Now this one is tricky for me to understand on the scoring system because I'm not. I'm not sure how they scored it out but as it reads we've got a, a pyramid chipper 50 and 35 cal ski which is pretty standard 30 deadlifts at 225 and 155 awesome 20 burpee box jump overs at 30 and 24 30 deadlifts 50 cal ski the fact that there are no times on here is maybe the time cap was too short or i just don't know how to read the leaderboard correctly but as far uh, as the event itself, ski, anterior core, pull down, a lot of midline, deadlift, the opposite, burpee box jump, everything in between. Right. This is awesome. And if you think of what we just yeah. came off of, which was a vertical upper body pull with a squat to press overhead, these back-to-back events fit so well back-to-back. I'm trying to figure out what the... Uh cap plus 175 yeah cap plus 154 yeah. i don't know how i don't know how that came how that right came out that yeah way. I'm, I'm looking at the scores for i mean that. if you look at the reps that are on there there's 50 there's, what is that 108 yeah let me see that again 180 reps 80 80 plus 20 yeah 180 so i'm almost thinking it's cap and they got 175 reps not they were down they only did five reps. You know what I mean? So right, that's, that's right. how I'm looking at it. I mean, I almost want to. I almost want to say that it's not cap plus the number, but it was like they made it through one round plus whatever else. Like it was an AMRAP of a oh. certain uh, of a certain setup. So they actually went through it almost like twice. Mm. No, because then you go Kalski to Kalski. That wouldn't work either. Yeah, I I, I, I think it's they they the total reps, like you said, is one eighty, and the best score was five cal short of the total one eighty. That that's what makes sense, right? Yeah. It's written weird because we're used to like cap plus number of reps you did not complete. I think this is cap the number of reps you actually completed. And it's a cool event. Like I like the event. It's awesome. Yeah. I just don't know what the time frame. Are. I think that, yeah. I, I, I would like to, you know, it's just, it was hard to find a lot of the information <laughs> like here. It says, on the, it says scoring for time. Fastest is better. No way, really. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> or with our time Sweet. cap, okay. the more reps, the better, as, as right. they have here. <laughs> but that being said, regardless of what the time cap is, I like the back-to-back here that they have set up between the two. Yeah. Like the, Again, this is one I would like to do. And yes, it has yeah. deadlifts in it. All right, so we had, as we look, let me look back to this leaderboard. So far, we've got a 90-second effort, a 18-plus-minute effort, 
the sprints on the swims, and then we have the total combined time with the uh, speed kills A and B with, uh, you know, about three minutes was what they had these totals at. You can see three to four minutes between a lift. Jack catches right around, well, it depends. There's a big discrepancy. But your top five athletes, are, you know, they're sitting at, let's say, sub five, right? That's a short time domain. Capped here, and then we're coming up to the mind is willing, flesh is weak event. And this is the two-parter that we, uh, I guess, is this the finale? Yeah. Two-parter finale. And what it is, <clears throat> we saw this before, is it's an A and B final, and it starts with a 1K row, into 50 toes to bar, into a 100-foot kettlebell walking lunge with 53 and 35s. Part A is your row time. Part B is the total time it takes you to finish the entire event, including the row. And, you know, we saw this in the qualifier for Wadapalooza, and this is just not something you need to be doing in a fight. Like, you didn't need to do an A and B. Like, if you needed an extra score in there, there's a better way to do it. But to single out a 1K row... Is again, we, we went through this when we looked at the Wadapalooza qualifiers for the individuals. Like, that's just not the right thing to do. That is that is not the way to do it. It skews everything. And then when you have a smaller field, obviously it's a little bit better when you don't have 300 people taking the test. But at the same time, it's just so unnecessary at that point. But, and then now it's, I mean, it is unnecessary. We've already talked about all those things. But if you want that, if you want that piece to count, Put it where it counts. Put it at the end. Make it make it be where you want yeah. people to really race, to where they can put their whole heart and soul into. Because they're not going to, mm. whether there's a score for it or not. If that is going right into another piece, they're just not going to do it. So if they went so. backwards, so lunge toes to bar row, and they gave it an A and B, and your B score was your final row. I mean, I mean that would be better than the way it's set up if now. You, yeah, if you, if you have if they're like we no, it's like we're doing an A and B, and we're gonna die on this hill. It's like okay, <laughs> then do it in reverse. Yeah, right. Do it in reverse. At, at least you have to earn it at the end. And again, as we said for something like Jackie, which is this is a very Jackie-ish finale, is again it needs to go in reverse. Gone are the days of the 1,000-meter row buy-in or the 50-cal bike buy-in only. You know, the skier one, it's a pyramid chipper. That's a bit different. Right. right? There, there's a buy-in there, but there's also a cash-out on the other end. I mean, and, and I, can, I can understand that while it was being designed that everybody likes the, the lunge race to the end. I get it. I totally get it. But if sure. you're going to put – if you're trying – if in your programming you decided for whatever reason that you wanted to have a thousand K row as one of the scored events, then you're not getting what you want out of that scored event mm. based on that one thing. And right. as we saw with Wadapalooza and with other events like that, that you have someone that decides to either send or to race the whole thing or whatever. And now one you know, a, a second or a, 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 a five second split mm -hmm. is a massive amount of places. Right. Not just a couple. Right. Um, so you're right. Either flip it and get it to where it matters, where people are really going to be racing it for sure. Mm -hmm. Or just don't use it. I mean, because if you look at the, the overall view of this, we had a run that was scored. We had a swim that was scored. We had a row that scored. Yep out of the, the seven events that we had, there's right. three of them that were basically monostructural setups that we scored. Um, and I, you know, we're, we're getting away from trying to find a granted, this isn't supposed to be the game. So the, the why is a little bit different, but if you're looking at trying to still have a balanced setup between everyone, mm -hmm. they're fun events, but I think that all of a sudden we started skewing that way. Right. You know? Right. And, and to your point is like, Hey, we have one, two, well, it's two scored events. We have two two parters, 
Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. We have an isolated run, an isolated swim, and an isolated row as individually scored events, which skews a lot towards the monostructural athlete. Yeah. When you look at event one with the handstand walks and the double unders, is that the double unders are, you know, we can consider those monostructural, but it's the handstand walk that was the the gatekeeper 100%. there. Right? So we got inverted. We did some double under skill. We got inverted again. Under speed with the unbroken, right? Unbroken 25 feet for, you know, your athletes under 50. Like there's a lot of, uh, you know, error or execution that, Got in it, right? The mile run, sandbag mile run. Cool. All right. We went gymnastics heavy. We went endurance heavy. Then we went right to the swim one. Okay. It's like, okay, we went a little back-to-back there, but it's short sprints. So, like, not all runs are created equal. Fine there. Then the beat the clock, the two-parter. Sorry, the speed skills where you had the five rounds of accumulating time with bike and bar muscle-ups. Cool. It's a short bike. It's a decent chunk of bar muscle. I think it totals to 30, which is, you know, a great number for all of us, like whether it's ring or bar for those younger divisions for both the men and women. And then you're putting the snatch portion on that. So you have two opposing things, right? You got a monostructural gymnastic, high skill, high intensity with a high weightlifting that requires high execution. So up at this point, I'm like, okay, we're, we're nailing it. All right, so we, we got through that three to five minutes, and then we hit jack catch, which is the thrusters and rope climbs. And what we said, that vertical high skill, high strength endurance pull with a legless rope climb and a heavy weight for barbell cycling through a squat and a press. Yeah. Which I think is a great tail right into the ski deadlift burpee box jump over chipper. Like all the way, honestly, up until we get to the final event is really where... It's like they just kind of, they didn't finish. They didn't cross the finish line like they could have. Yeah. So you've got the, let's see, gymnastics. We have handstand walks. We have legless rope climbs. We have burpee box jump overs. Those are gymnastics tools. And the bar muscle-ups. Bar muscle-ups. Right? So that's press, pull, push, pull. Uh, Barbell weightlifting. We have the sandbag carry, which is considered that, right? We have the thruster, we have the snatch, we have the deadlift. deadlifts. Okay, so we have pull from the floor, squat press. Well, I'll say full range of motion pull from the floor with the snatch, right? Yeah. There's a hinge pull there. We have the squat press overhead with a thruster, the sandbag carry, which is kind of that horizontal weightlifting movement, and then the deadlifts, which is a hinge pull from the floor, half the distance, heavier weight. I think we've touched a lot of bases here. Yeah. Right? And then when you look at the monostructural, we've got, okay, we've got the single unders, the run, the row, or the run, swim, and the bike. And so we look at the final event, it's like there's still so much on the table. We've only done like four or five in each modality. And to the point is like, I don't even think we need to touch another monostructural one unless you want to keep it like something quick, like a WMG chipper and let's go. Yeah. Which is basically what they did, right? They had a row on a structural, they had a gymnastics with a toes to bar, and then they had the weightlifting carry towards the end. But we've already kind of done a weightlifting carry with the sandbag in event two. Toes to bar is fine. You put that in there. We haven't had that. We haven't had a real core dominant movement, so I like that. But with the row, like you said, in this format, it's it's just a miss on the final event. And I don't like the A-B scoring, especially when you isolate a 1,000-meter row. Almost there. Yeah. Almost there. Yeah, I, I, all the things you said were great up up until that point, and you, you have to try to think, <clears throat> you know, and we're armchair quarterbacking this a lot, and right. as we always do when we're doing this analyzing, but the discussion had to at some point be, okay, we want X number of events, and we're going to hold to that, mm-hmm. or we want this to count, or why do we want this to count? And, you know, even we talked, <clears throat> we talked about it at the games where uh, moving the row, mm-hmm. instead of it being in the beginning, put it in the middle. Where yeah. You can sandwich the other around and make it one event. Now, granted, that takes one of your scores out. And I don't know if that was one of the whole, you know, one of the. I really the, don't think they needed know, another points. score, though. When you're doing I mean, six true. plus events, you didn't really, you don't need eight different scores. 
I don't disagree with you. I'm trying to think of where kind of what where the thought the process that yeah, they had. What yeah. was the what was that thing that made them hold on to that? That mm-hmm. I, I think at this point, with a lot of the um, talk that has gone on, especially this year, with analyzing the different programs, whether it's been from us or some of the other you know the other platforms that are out there, um, this com this this idea of of scoring a thousand meter row or a single modality or a single lift has come up a lot of times. Like when is it appropriate? Mm. When is it not appropriate? What's the purpose of it? Do you need to have it? So, I mean, unless, unless the programming happened last year, then it's like, uh, were they, were they just kind of like, okay, we already got it done. I don't want to make any more changes, (laughs) which is possible, you know, which is possible, but I don't think being that that time frame was the same from start to finish. Now, yes, they scored in uh, the the first part of it, but the clock was continually running the whole time. They could have right. taken that out mm-hmm. and made it one event and made it one score. I think, like pro, like time wise, it was done. Like right. scheduling wise, was already fin- everything was finished. They just manually went in and put a little divider in there and made it two scores. I think if you if you put it in reverse and they made the kettlebell lunges overhead walking lunges. You get that extra push overhead that we haven't had too much of, right, in an isolated hold. The toes to bar, fine. 50 is a number that is going to force people to either game plan or pull away. And then if you want to finish on a 1,000-meter road to to win an event, to win the competition, that's where you're going to put it. Yeah. And so I I think, honestly, you take the two scores out, put it in reverse – and who cares if you run? You know how exciting it is. At least some people at least know where you are. Like, this it wasn't for TV. Like, who cares if you put the thousand meter row at the end? Right. I don't care how exciting it is to watch from the sideline. How exciting is it to be an athlete, just rowing for your life <laughs> at the end of an event? What do you What do you think What do you think about something like this? About okay, so you have the thousand meter at the end, which I like that idea of putting it at the end anyway. Mm. Uh, now, there's a logistic part to this, but what would you think about? Um, you know how they want you to march down the floor if you're doing thrusters or you're doing overhead squats or lunges or whatever. So that way you can kind of see where the race is. Yeah. What if you had to row 500 meters, get off your rower and move to another rower, like oh. move on one up ahead of time or something Hell like yeah. that. Or you had to row to a certain point and then move your rower up to another <laughs> one, hop in and start rowing. That Wouldn't would that be, be horrible, but it would be awesome. I think what well, you would know exactly yeah. where everyone is. If you want to get cute, Instead of this one score thing, like which isn't cute, it's dude. Stop doing that, guys. Right. Stop. <laughs> That'd be great. Or or have uh, a, a spare judge back there that has a pylon for you, and every hundred meters they move a pylon further and further towards the finish line. And once it yeah. gets to the finish line, you have to get off your rower and run to it for the time yeah. to stop. Run yeah. to it. Simple. There. There's a lot of things you can do. Fix Fixed it. it. but but it's like up to that point though Mm -hmm. there was a lot of good stuff there was a lot of good stuff off-season masters competition for a bunch of people six to eight events over the course of the weekend in october yeah they checked a lot of good boxes here for just again an off-season competition that is for masters athletes they did a lot of cool stuff here so i get i give them props for, for the programming overall and like i said we don't get everything perfect at the same time you know there's there's trends that we've seen that need to stop and it oh. started with the CrossFit Games. <laughs> saying. Just saying. All right, your overall Element 26 thumb tape review, sir, for the Masters Fitness Collective. Um, I really thought, um, the generally speaking, the events were, were pretty fun. Um, I, I they got to do a lot of cool a lot stuff. That I would love to do. Huh? Yeah, they got to do a lot of cool stuff. They got, a lot, they got to do a lot of cool stuff. Um, I still think that there's some work when I'm looking at the programming and, and I'm I'm picky, I guess, when it gets to the master stuff, because I, I will look at all the stuff, especially because I am getting closer to that 55 division. Mm. I'll look at that a lot. So I think there are uh, a handful of misses on what that 55 division is going to look like that 55 to 60. I think that that's a tough one to design yeah. um, where we need to do the most most work in the master's division. Uh, but generally speaking, up to that one point, we talked about all those great events in the beginning. 
what it looked like, all the fun things, the weights being done right, the the uh, skill level was appropriate. And then we got to the end, and and I don't want to say that I don't like the event because we have just overly talked about yeah, um, scoring out a one a one k row. But when you take that and you couple it with, we already had the scored run. We already had the scored swim. We already had, we, we didn't need to have that in there. And right. that, that one event off weighted, I think a lot of what we were doing, but generally speaking, I think it was fun. So I, I I'll give it like one and a quarter. Okay. I think it was, I think it was a good, a good weekend, um, a good off season, a lot of good events. There were a lot of, of names, uh, a good handful of names that were in yes. the overall, um, uh, scheduling of everybody. So it was fun to see that. It was a lot to see a lot of the games athletes that were at the games yeah, this year that yeah. I got to commentate on end up there, which is really cool. So the they did a good job. They did a good job. And they're getting better every year, which is which is what's important. Yes. And when you look at the totality of the events, I think it's nine scored events now that I'm looking at it with two two parters in there. Yeah. So they did seven events and some were really short. So they, they had the time and the energy to do more things. But as you said, is that regardless of our opinion of where you put a row and you, someone, some could say our opinion of scoring it, but that not be less what we're talking about is that in that format, you could, we can't have that many individualized scores events in the same modality. Right. Right. And, and I think that's a big part of what you're talking about there. Like you, what, 30% of your work. Imagine yeah. if 30% of your work were all like one, three and five rep maxes. Cause that's what we're right. really looking at. Right. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It, it, it's, it's weird to say that coming from a guy like who different. would love this programming, by the way, if right. I were competing. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, but that's, you know, that's us. We get OCD about trying to be as, um, you know, well-rounded as possible to showcase that mm-hmm. fitness. And again, this is not supposed to be the games, but right. even with that, it, we were all going to look at, unless there's a specific game plan of what you're trying to do. Like mm-hmm. if it was, I don't know, the tactical game, something like that. It's like, okay, what we're going to be looking right. at, yeah, you'll do some running stuff or whatever, but we're talking about the shooting. Right. You know, we're talking right. about that stuff. So these are CrossFit competitions or fitness competitions. Mm-hmm. And our general definition of fitness has, you know, the 10 physical traits that are all supposed to be in there. <clears throat> so we want to make sure that there's a nice well-roundedness with that, generally speaking. Yeah. So, you know, did everyone have a good time? Yeah, I heard nothing but good things about the event. Same. Um, did Same. it look fun? Absolutely. Were there some big names that got to be able to get out there and, and, and showcase and people go shoulder to shoulder with them? Absolutely. Um, were there a couple foul balls? Yeah, totally. That's okay. Yeah. This event has gotten better every single year and the group, um, the whole master's collective group, the team that they have together, um, those guys have done a great job. And honestly, they, they're, they're, man, they're the group that is really leading the charge when it comes to a lot of the master's stuff. Yeah. I agree. Those guys in, in the legends, um, group, um, they are just, they are, pushing to give the masters what they want and what they need mm-hmm. so i i mean i give them a lot of grace i give them a lot of props for what they're doing oh yeah you know, we just i just don't like a 1k row score there's no need for it that's it that's all that's we have all. so i think my overall take i'll give it a 1.4 okay i like i like what they did again they're all fun it, selfishly with my skill set as i said before this would be great yeah. Please isolate a thousand meter row rather than a one rep max deadlift any day. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as a test and what you should be scored in, in for for an overall balance, take that double score off. Don't score a one k. Flip that event reverse, and now we're looking at a really really good program yeah. games for uh, for or event for these maths masters athletes. So yeah, all right, good stuff. Guess what, everyone? The book club is coming back Thursday. CrossFit Journal, the overhead presses is our next one up. So we'll post that on YouTube, what time it goes up. We'll put the link in the chat uh, in that YouTube description. We'll also, (laughs) Jeffrey, yes, I am. (laughs) Physically. (laughs) Physically. So the CrossFit Journal, the Glassman Chipper is coming back on Thursday. Stay tuned for a time like that. If you guys are a programmatron, you follow us on Patreon, and you support us more than you already do, 
We'll be sending out those PDFs to you as well as the revised version once we go through it after the show. Bill? Sir? It's good to uh, uh, finally get my toe into the master's pool, my friend, officially. Officially. Officially, officially. 40 is going to be good. Can't wait for the next 10 years. Can't wait for the next 10 years. Hope you, go by fast. I know. Hope you guys along the road with us. You've been awesome so far. We look forward to seeing you all Thursday. Bye, guys.